Do not take product if you are hypersensitive. And welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. If you're brand new to the podcast, I am your host, Sarah, and this is a podcast where I usually have my friends on, we have a couple drinks of their choice, and we talk about life. We talk about something that they have experience in, something that they have stories about, and we get into it. So this week um, is a very special episode for me. The subject matter is very close to my heart. I have my friend Rebecca on the podcast. Uh, she's a returning guest. She was on my episode with my friend Mary, the wedding episode. It's a big two-parter, and that is episode 53. And recording that episode with her kind of triggered us talking about doing an episode together again. Um, now, there's a lot of ways that I usually get guests for shows. Sometimes I will want the person on, and I'll try to figure out a topic that we can go over with them. Other times I think of the topic and I kind of ask around to various people that I think could talk about it. And in this case, it was Rebecca. And I couldn't be happier because her and I relate a lot um, about this topic. And this topic for this week is body confidence and body image and self-esteem and just general confidence. Um... This was definitely a topic that we kind of had to discuss a bit beforehand, kind of figure out how to tackle it, because it is a big one, and it's certainly not over. I do intend on doing more episodes like this. This one is a long episode. Surprise, surprise. Um, We touched on a lot. I gotta say, um, it took me a long time to actually be okay with my body uh, and actually be okay with just myself as a person. I was always a weird kid. I never really fit in. I still kind of feel like I don't fit in anywhere. So that kind of emotional feeling like you're not fitting in, plus all this body image pressure from media, feeling like I always had to compare myself to other women, confidence was always really hard for me uh, on both ends, both emotional and physical confidence. Uh, So it's been a hell of a journey. I feel like I'm in a really good place right now in terms of body confidence. And oddly enough, I'm the heaviest that I've ever been. I did gain some weight this past year, but it is what it is. It was really, really hard, but I really changed my way of thinking about my body. And doing that has made all the difference for me. And I can't speak enough about finding hobbies and finding things that you enjoy that make you happy because that's how I actually got a lot of my confidence. Actually, a lot of my confidence came from starting this podcast, as cheesy as that sounds. It really did make me a more confident person. It made me not ashamed of who I am and it made me emotionally happy. And when you're happy on the inside, it really does shine through on the outside. And when you get to that point, you can look at your body and say, this is what it is and I'm going to just love it for what it is. So me and Rebecca talk a lot about that. We actually go back to childhood childhood days to college days, and we kind of get deep into all the different things that impacted us and how we think about body image and body confidence. It's a very brutally honest episode, and we are very honest about how we think as women, how we've been socialized to think. So these are things that we are both still working on to this day. We both admit many times in the episode that we are certainly not perfect, and confidence is not like a black or white thing. It's something you're gradually working on and kind of continuing dealing with. So we're both in a good place, but there's definitely things we can work on too. So it's a journey. And that's why I wanted to do an episode about this, because I think this is something a 
lot of people can relate to. And I do want to uh, also mention that I did an episode with Jay about this uh, from a guy's perspective, and that was an extremely interesting episode. So I want to get more perspectives on this and keep talking about it because, like I said, it is a continuous challenge for everybody. At one point in the episode, we actually even break out a scale and we weigh ourselves. Ooh, yeah, I know. Crazy, right? But the whole point of it is, is that as women, we are constantly worried about the weight, the number, what shows up on the scale. And really, in the end, both of us are at a point where we can look at that number and it's not affecting us like it used to because we are confident now. That kind of segment is very interesting. It's kind of cool to hear our initial kind of gut reactions to the number and like what goes on in that process. It's really interesting. And I can't stress enough the importance of really trying not to compare yourself to other women. I know that's a cliche. And that's really easy to say. But the second I changed my thinking and I stopped doing that, I really did become a more confident person. So that's another aspect of it that we touch on. It's a jam-packed episode, guys. So I know that this is a long intro, but it's this this episode is really special to me. It's close to my heart. I really hope you enjoy it. Please let me know what you think of it. I do want to say a big thank you to Rebecca for coming on and doing this. Again, it's a very personal subject and talking about it with her um, was a really great experience. And I think it really bonded us as women. So thank you so much, Rebecca. You're amazing and I love you. I didn't want to cut this one up into two parts because it didn't feel like there was a proper place to do that. Um, I'll try my best to leave timestamps below about kind of what we cover so you guys kind of have a guide because I know that longer episodes can be tricky to get through. So if you do get through it, oh my god, thank you so much because it's a doozy housekeeping things. So definitely make sure you're following the podcast on social media. We are killing it on Instagram right now. We are really getting the following up on there and we just want it to keep going. So make sure you do follow us on Instagram and that's Intoxicated Podcast. Same thing on Facebook, Intoxicated Podcast. On Twitter, we are in underscore intoxicated. And Patreon. We do have a Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash intoxicated. There's various reward levels on that page that you can check out if you are interested in support the show. We would love you forever. We do have two awesome Patreons right now, and that is Tyler and Zoe, and they are high rollers. They're coming in at over $10 a month for both of them, so they are getting bonus episodes from us and early access as well. So the more the merrier. We would obviously love more Patreons. So if you are interested in supporting Intoxicated, make sure to check out our Patreon page. And big thanks to Tyler and Zoe for supporting the show. Me and Corey actually sat down recently and recorded part of a segment we're going to do, which is just essentially answering 100 questions. So we actually did the first 25 on a bonus episode for Tyler and Zoe that should be coming out in a couple weeks. And that is specifically for them. So if you want to hear us answer fucked up questions, become a Patreon and you can get those bonus episodes. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you find podcasts. Can't stress that enough. That way you don't miss an episode. Subscribe as well to Intoxicated Reviews so you don't miss those episodes either. Anyways, guys, so sorry for the long intro. I am going to get to this very special, very awesome episode with Rebecca. And welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast, everybody. We are here with a returning guest from not that long ago, actually. Can't keep me away from Intoxicated. It's Rebecca. Rebecca, welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I am fantastic. Happy to be here drinking and chatting with you. This is, I just want to say... The best spread, the best craft services any podcast will ever, like, there's no competition. 
we we agreed to just kind of hang out and chat a bit before actually getting hit and record on this one because this is going to be a doozy of a podcast. Uh, we might not even get to everything we want to get to in the allotted time, but we're going to try our best. But we, we want to hang out and just chill a bit beforehand. And Rebecca said that she was bringing snacks. And I was like, okay, um, considering that you showed up with a cake last time, <laughs> I should maybe prepare for some more healthy options. So I cut up some strawberries. And Delicious dip, strawberries. And I was ready. And you brought monster sticks, cheeseburger spring rolls, mm-hmm. and a veggie plate. Balance. And it's, it's all about balance. It's a fantastic spread right now. And I also have chips, I just want to know, Ooh. on my table over there, just in case. Oh, I see. We, um, we going all out for this one, uh, because we don't give a shit about what we eat right now, right? We want to eat things that taste good and make us feel good. That's exactly it. And they make me feel really good. Those monster sticks are delicious. Mm. Sponsor us. Everyone loves deep fried cheese. <laughs> Also, I'm clearly gunning for my Taki Award, if that is what your award is called. <laughs> I'm clearly gunning for it with my Coming snacks in, and you'll have to prepared. Do an episode, like next year around February to get in like right at the end. Yes. As well. So I'm like you're more fresh in my mind then. But no, I I won't I won't forget this at all. This, this has been I see you just I just see you angling for more. Oh no, you'll have to come back again. So you're fresh in my mind. I see I see how you work. Oh man, it's just it's just great. I mean I really like having the post podcast powwow because I just feel it it just it just loosens people up a bit more and it's good to have a, a game plan when you're dealing with this issue. Um but first let's get to our drink. So there's kind of a story behind this from your end. So I asked you what you wanted to do. And you said, we should do skinny bitches. And I was like, what is that? (laughs) Yes, the skinny bitch. (laughs) So this vodka and crystal light? Yes. When I was in university, um, a popular drink to pre-drink to was crystal light and vodka. And that we called a skinny bitch. And we did it because there was no extra calories in it. And, you know, theoretically, it would keep you skinny. Right? And isn't that kind of fucked up? And it's also very fitting for this episode. Because it is really fucked up. Um, but it was a good choice. Good good choice for the theme. But we actually, we I, adultified it a little bit. Yeah, we're not 20 anymore. We're not 20 anymore. Um, we're most, we most certainly not. Uh, I am 31. And you're 30. Yeah. So soon to be 31. Soon to be 31. So we did vodka, crystal light. Was it coconut pineapple? Mm hmm. Coconut pineapple, crystal light. Actually. Um, A little bit of Ironworks cranberry liqueur Mm -hmm. and soda water. Is that it? Yep. So So, this is just our. It's actually really good. Very tropical. It's. it's, I like it. I like it Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Just the right amount of tart. And it's delicious. Bring it in for a cheers. Yes. And we'll probably be taking drink breaks because, yeah. Mm, as you do. Want to make like a drink break song? Like, it's a drink break. Like, I don't even really know. <laughs> but, like, just a little bit of music to put in there. <laughs> but we're going to not beat around the bush with this one. Um, this episode is about body image and body confidence. And I've been wanting to do it for a long, long time. Um... 
Back in the earlier days of the show, we did an episode with my friend Jay, kind of about that. But I, I was hearing, oh. it, I was hearing it from a like a, a guy's perspective, which was really interesting. Um, that episode's wow. amazing. I will link to it because it kind of goes hand in hand with this one. But this is coming from a woman's perspective, uh, our perspective, and yeah, and funny how the more you talk amongst women. And even though everyone has a very different experience in life, a very different upbringing, there's certain similarities that just seem to glare. Yeah. And even when you and I were talking earlier this evening, just Mm -hmm. about little anecdotal facts and things that are in our everyday life. And it's like, oh, I do that too. Yeah. Or, oh yeah, I've totally thought that. And you think that you're crazy and that no one else thinks that way. And then you've, Here's someone else with totally different life experience, feeling and thinking and experiencing things in a similar way. It's a universal thing that I think connects all of us is that pressure as women and I mean, across all genders and everything as well. But I think women deal with it a bit more, a bit more harshly. Um, Not to say it doesn't affect men, but I think men have different confidence issues. Yeah. And have, and like, some of them are related to body and weight. Yeah. Um, but I think for women, it, it touches every single one, oh even if it's just in a minimal way. And I certainly do know people who have huge self-confidence all the time, but they still are faced with the issues of body talk. Yeah. And considerations. And even if they don't feel it themselves or feel, fat or unconfident they're still faced with dealing with people or hearing about it or talking about it in a way that I don't think men really are yep and comparing yourself to other women huge huge it's probably like and I like kind of like almost starting with that one because it's (sighs) something I've struggled with even I mean even kind of still I, I think it's getting better for me but it's really fucking hard not to compare yourself to other women when, especially in the media, you're seeing what beautiful is supposed to look like. And if you don't fit that, if you don't fit that, then I must not be beautiful. And it's really heartbreaking. And I don't even know. I think I've matured a bit in my life. And I know we're going to go back and talk about like our different stages of an awareness in terms of weight and looks and appearance. But I can definitely say that even today, I don't necessarily put value towards or compare myself in terms of what I look like and what someone else looks like, but I absolutely acknowledge almost every woman's weight, almost mm-hmm. every woman's body size, and I don't treat them differently. I don't think of their personality differently, but it's something I notice Yeah, and consider and that's fucked up. You it is. shouldn't be considering that about everyone. You shouldn't even be noticing it, but it's just so ingrained in me that I pay attention. And it's ingrained in you because stop it's, paying it's attention. been picked out about you before. And so, like, anyone who's had, whether that be being bullied in school or had family pick you apart, like, it becomes st- stitched in your mind, like, looking at these things on other people. And you're right. It's fucked. Even going the positive way, I can't tell you how many friends in the past five years 
where I maybe only see them once a year, once every two years. Every time I see them, they're like, oh, wow, you look so great. You've lost so much weight. And it's like, dude, I lost 15 pounds five years ago. Right. And now this is the thing that you're bringing up every time you see me? Like, yeah. I struggle my, with my own self-confidence and my own weight, but, like, to have someone else notice it and say it every time they see you, it's like, we gotta is, that, is that all I am? Really, though. And we got to start or, doing that. Or how big was I before? I didn't think yeah. there was a problem. You were my friend before. You didn't say anything about how big I was then, but now that I'm right slightly smaller it's something that comes up every time you see me see and now if you put that back on it'll come up again yep and it's or maybe it's not right or maybe it won't come up again right but now will i be worried that about it like why is it a thing we even talk about with each other this is a glimpse (laughs) into the mind of like women probably like every single fucking day and let me tell you, like, one thing I said to uh, Rebecca before I turned the mic on was, like, I'm really lucky in my life to be friends with such a wide variety of body types. Um, I have, like, really thinner, almost, like, and I'm using fucking air quotes when I say this, like, perfect body type. Like, like the body type that you would see on, like, a Victoria's Secret model like I have friends like that I have larger friends uh I have friends that are so large that they're going through surgery for it um I love all of my friends totally equal but at the same time every single one of them has insecurities doesn't matter even that even that one that you know we we strive to be or like the ideal, according to the fucking media, and this is not me saying this, but, like, according to the media, like, the ideal body type, they still find things about themselves that they don't like. And sometimes it's the pressure of being the ideal body type. Yeah. I have a girlfriend who has a thigh gap, and she's like, I fucking hate that people have glamorized this thigh gap. <laughs> this is just a part of me. She's like, I didn't do anything to get it. This is just how my body was born. And yeah. she feels that other women... Give her, throw her shade. Right. They, like, they're jealous. They're jealous. And and she's like, this is just my body. She's like, yeah. sometimes I'd rather be bigger. Right. But I can't do anything about it. It's my genetics. Yeah. Yeah. We're in these vessels and this is what we got. And we got to work with them somehow. We have to learn to love them. And it's funny what you say about the thigh gap thing. Because I, and I think I posted on Facebook even. I was on Snapchat and I saw this like ad that was like get rid of your hip dips i think they were called oh it's like <laughs> i didn't even know there was a name for thing. that Jesus yeah. and i have those like i'm not like i literally do like it's something that i've learned to accept i don't know if i've lo- i love them yet but i've learned to accept it about my body and that's why i love high-waisted clothes because they just kind of hide those um but like seeing ads like that <laughs> It's just like, oh, great, there's another term for something that I'm deeply insecure about. <laughs> great. great. So it's not just <laughs> me who's noticing it. Clearly, if there's a name, other people are noticing it. And if it. there's an ad about how to get rid of it, even well, better. Because people will make money off of everything. That's Seriously. the other thing that's messed up. And it's really messed up. Oh, man. Well, 
we're gonna we're gonna go back to the very beginning of life. <laughs> very when, beginning when we came out of the vagina. No, I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> but both of us and our mom, moms officially hated us forever. <laughs> oh no, this could explain some things. <laughs> we're gonna get to that. Um. But we're going to kind of talk with us in stages of life because we're, we're both around the same age and uh, we both express that our childhood definitely started the, it started the train of insecurity, I think, for both of us. Um, so childhood, what was childhood like for you? What were you like as a kid? What, um, what things started kind of impacting your life in terms of confidence at that young age? I mean, I don't even really know what age it would start, but. Yeah, and I'm. I'm trying to think, and it's one of those hard things. When you're a kid, you act in a certain way, and you just act what happens naturally. And I'm just starting to realize it now, as I have friends who have younger children, you don't know how to behave until your parents or other people in society start telling you how to behave. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've noticed it because a lot of four-year-olds are psychotic assholes, and sometimes they're like good-natured people, but they're just testing society so right. when you're a kid you test everything and it's true i i can remember as a small child being told you know talk quieter use your invoice <laughs> use your indoor voice sarah have you ever heard that one i still hear that one <laughs> even today when we were talking about the yanny versus laurel thing a friend burned me being like you just talk at a really high frequency so obviously that's what you hear when you because you <laughs> That's what you're used to. <laughs> so true, though. But it's stuff like that. So yeah. I can remember, you know, <laughs> I can remember one of my godmothers being like, just, you know, got to talk slower, yeah. got to talk quieter, you got to, like, Fuck. not be annoying, not be... So, like, from a young age, it's always like, okay, well, what do I have to do so people want me around? Yeah. Um, what can I do to change myself? What can so I do to like change me? myself so people like me? Yeah. <sighs> And I can't remember the first time somebody mentioned my weight in particular, but I can remember being a little girl at my grandparents' house and them following the zone diet. My the zone diet? The zone diet. It's pretty much the same thing as keto or paleo mm-hmm. or anything. Any of those. Any of those that are low-carb South Beach diet. Low-carb, oh. high-fat. Okay. Um, and... My grandparents were in their 70s. They were active. They were busy. They were normal-sized people. and But they were following this diet. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't just them. It was them. It was my mom. Um, it was my dad to certain effects. Uh, Sarah already knows this, but my dad's a really big guy. Between probably 350 to 400 pounds. He's kind of fluctuated my whole life. Um most self-confident person I know. Amazing. Like, it's just incredible. But also just aware of the limitations of being bigger and the physical drawbacks and um, not just the physical, but the way society views you. So even though he wasn't always following a diet, he was always kind of aware and right. preaching things. And so I don't even remember when it started, but from a super young age, everyone was concerned about their weight. And not only were they concerned about their weight, they were concerned about my weight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my mom didn't, we weren't allowed to have juice at home oh really ju- juice is fattening oh god i think uh, we, I, I grew up on oj like but that was about it that was the only juice we ever had the <laughs> only times i would have been allowed to have juice it would have been like super super watered down Really? Or at my dad's house, because my parents were divorced. So my dad oh. had much, like, more flexible eating habits than my mom. Mm. Yeah, it was almost more about Crazy. the food stuff than the bummer. weight to start with. No, we're, like, regular bread? Like, sliced uh, bread? Okay. Not a thing that was allowed in our house. Really? Um. Yeah. yeah, so she was just, like, really, really in on that, and um, I was bullied a lot as a kid. Mm. Definitely... The F word was thrown around a lot. Um, and in our like pre powwow, you were asking, like, if I was fat as a kid and looking back at photos and stuff, I wasn't. Right. I definitely wasn't even like, <clears throat> they didn't have to buy me plus size clothes, but kids are jerks and kids are going to say different things. So I was definitely called fat a lot as a kid. Um, my mom, super restricted food. And she also sent me to like fat camp. That's crazy. And it wasn't even like she she didn't actually send me to the fat camp. She sent me to like fat after school activity. <laughs> I don't know, like what would you call it? Like swimming lessons or sewing lessons or karate, but it was like nutritional training. It's like really subtly getting that in there. Like and, and it was. And it was like yeah. it was at the hospital. It was sanctu- it was probably like great. In terms of like teaching me about healthy living habits and um, how to like create a balanced diet and stuff, put to my self esteem. Oh, it was just torture. They even like weighed me in a saltwater pool and did like the because that's how you get the most accurate weight reading. And then they did this like electrode thing where they like do your body fat composition and crazy. So that's they, really intense for a young kid to go through. It was. So Super, super huge and super messed up. And yeah, when I look back on it now, it's like even as even as a young kid, I was probably like 13, 12, 13 when that was happening. So like puberty age, puberty age. Yeah. Right. You know, the perfect. best time ever. Best time to be like really <laughs> telling your daughter that, you know, you got to be watching your weight. And so much so we're going to bring in doctors. The, the shitty thing about all this is like. I feel like instilling in kids the idea of a healthy lifestyle is a good thing, but we need to not make it around weight or the word fat. Like, we should be talking about, like, other things as well. Like, fucking, you could get heart disease when you're older or, like, stuff like that. Like, there's nothing wrong with instilling these, um, the healthy eating and physical activity, I do think that's really important. But, like, it's the fact that it's so focused around weight at such a young age. Like you said, like, we're still fucking growing, man. Like, I, had, I, hadn't, I hadn't hit puberty yet. I hit puberty when I was 16. I was a late bloomer. Ooh, that's really late. I was, like, I was a little worried. I was like, if I don't get my period, I'm going to, like, I don't know. Nor- yeah. It was very late, like, just before starting grade 11. That last summer between grade God 10 damn. and 11. I know. Really? I try not to brag to people because most people are like, are you kidding me? You didn't have to deal with that shit. But I didn't. And so my body was still growing and changing yeah. and all of these things. And for my mom, it was it was just all focused on the body image. 
Yeah. And I feel bad and I don't want to throw my mom under the bus because I know she did this for me because she felt like she didn't have that support and that knowledge and that information when she was growing up. Yeah. And she shared some of her struggle with me where when she went out on her own, she felt lost and alone and emotionally ate a lot and gained weight that way. And Mm. she says because she didn't know better. Mm -hmm. So she was just trying to instill in me this right this what knowledge. she didn't get exactly the yeah. stuff she didn't get but at the same time she was instilling all of her own insecurities and self-confidence issues self-doubt. and yeah. self-doubt and it just sucked and does suck. you were saying too about same it. same thing yeah um like I don't think my mom started actually getting at me about weight until, like, college days or so. Like, high school, college. But, like, I was a skinny kid. Um, I, I, I wasn't chubby at all. I ran around a lot. I, we were talking about the Spice Girls thing. About yes! How I, Spice. I was coined as Sporty Spice. Uh, and... But, like, this is the weird fucked up thing about it. And this just goes to show, like, how much of it is, is inward. Because I... Did not feel like me being athletic and shit like that. Like I just didn't, I didn't really think I was sporty spice, but it got, it got pinned on me because I had dark hair and I was thinner. Um, and then I did, okay, I'm sporty spice, so I gotta take soccer. So I signed up for soccer and all this. But like deep down, I was like, I'm ginger spice. Well, deep you down, just that's that's it's so easy to fall into the role society. Yeah. labels you as because it's like oh, girls. Like, this is what people want like that was the thing about it like i there's not one girl i talked to that hasn't said i was this spice girl like you instantly are like okay this is what they I'm were supposed huge to be. role models for our age where it was like these are cool older successful women i mean and like you look back at it now and you're like oh yes and they're like <laughs> <laughs> their, their power girl band right? of, well, bit, but that's what it was they were role models for yeah. us so like why wouldn't you yeah pick one or associate one, one. yeah yeah and it, again it goes back to looks like my personality was not sporty spice but because my looks looked more like mel c yeah sporty spice, it was like, easy. that's who i was in all of the uh, like you know the group dance competitions or whatever important um, question yes you said you didn't feel comfortable. Were you good at sports? No. <laughs> I kicked the ball into the wrong net once. <laughs> That's okay. I have a memory that will haunt me forever. Being like a five or six-year-old small. And you know how sometimes there'd be like snacks after the game? Yes. I went over to the wrong team's snacks. <laughs> and my mother had to come over and get me and be like, honey, this isn't your team. These aren't your snacks. Oh, I was yes. like, I'm still slightly mortified about that, where I was just like, but these are the better snacks. This is what I want. Get it, girl. Oh, man. That's, that's so funny. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it just goes to show, like, how much you don't know yourself back then. And, like, I was pretty active. I mean, not so much with sports. Like, I was just kind of, like, always running around the woods and shit. Kids, um, kids should. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I was pretty lucky. Like, I didn't really get the pressure from my mom until, like, later. Um, but one thing I will say is I didn't have a, like, I never really had a overly close relationship with my mom. When I hit puberty, here we go. Um, I was growing hair on my legs, like you do, like Mm -hmm. you fucking do in puberty. 
And because I didn't have an open relationship with my mom, like, she never really told me about, like, shaving or anything like that, really. Like, she didn't really have to talk with me about anything. So I was just like, okay. My mom wanted to throw a party when I had my period. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, also mortifying. Mortifying when you're, like, 16 and you're like, uh... It would be amazing now to have that. Yes, or if we just, like... Perhaps, like, the kids now, they'll be excited about this kind of stuff because it's talked about more and... That's true. It's it's just... It's much better. Different society. I hope it's better now. I really want to get, like, a sex educator on and I want to know. Like, I'd like to know what they're doing in schools. I can hook you up with some people from Venus MV if you would like. Please do. I'm so... I want to know what sex education is like now versus then because back then it was terrible. But... (laughs) When I grew hair on my legs, mm-hmm. I got made fun of big time. Like, big time. Like, I got, like, I didn't get bullied for weight, but I got bullied for that. And that's like, as a kid, you're like, my body's going through this weird thing. I'm like, I don't really know what's going on, and I'm getting made fun of. And it's just really fucking mortifying. And, Horrifying. you know, obviously, I think, I think I wore pants. Shocking, I know. For like many years, because I just like my parents never talked to me with this shit. And eventually I figured out, like, oh, I can shave my legs. And honest to God, this goes back to childhood and how much it like fucks you up. I don't go three days now without shaving my legs. Wow. (laughs) I am so concerned about hair all the time because I got made fun of so bad in like grade six or seven for it. And, like... Kids are jerks. Such fucking jerks. And, like... So, like, childhood was, like... I mean, it was all right. But, like I said, like, it was just that relationship with my mom that... Mm-hmm. It wasn't the best. We never really got along. We're both very emotional people. Um, And we, we butt, butted heads a lot. Uh, it wasn't until, I would say, like... Yeah, like, probably late high school, college that I did start growing more... Mm-hmm. And I gained some weight, and that's when it hit. Uh, <laughs> the fun. But it's it's freshman fifteen, and it's hard to say like what's better, being yeah. one way your whole life, and then all of a sudden it's something new that you've never thought about, never considered, never worried, and now it's something you're worrying about. Or is it better that it's something that you worry about and you're concerned about your whole life? I don't even know. And then it just continues. I used to, I used to joke and say, yeah, I used to say I'd be happy that weight was something I always had to pay attention to because then I'm used to it. Like I'm used to like paying attention to it. But that's also kind of sad and fucked up that like, (laughs) oh good, I've been having this mental anguish about my weight and my size my whole life. Like, right? Isn't that fucked though? And I shouldn't say that those are the two options. I shouldn't say my whole life, but at least Grade four or grade five. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's young. But that's still young. And I, as I was telling you when we were doing our little pre-chat, like, I can remember even my dad being, like, the nicest guy, but, um, and, like, kind and loving and would love me no matter what. But I was wearing, it was, like, my birthday party and I had this new outfit and I was so excited. It was, like, matching tracksuit sort of thing with, like, reflection tape on it it was so tacky and terrible that's so sporty spice it was a little sporty spice um but the pants were really tight and they were tight around my thighs 
And I remember coming out of the bathroom and my dad, like, a weirdly different story than the one I was telling you earlier, but, like, poking at my legs and being like, honey, that doesn't look good. Like, it looks too tight. You don't look comfortable. Yeah. And he wasn't saying I looked fat or I wasn't big, but he was like, it's too tight. It doesn't fit you. And I was just like, wow, I look gross. My clothes don't fit me. I'm too big. And that's where we instantly go. That's where we instantly go. Like, looking back now, we know. Like, and it's interesting because, like, you know, you know, looking back, your dad meant well. Of course he meant well. But, But like, it's it was instilled in you to instantly get offended by that because fat equals bad. And, you know, bigger equals not good looking. And... And all he wanted me to do was be comfortable and be wearing clothes that fit Fit. me properly and flattered me and wasn't saying I was big, wasn't saying I was fat, but coupled that with like, you know, grade five kids making fun of you because you're fat, even though you're not, or because you have hair on your legs, even though they probably do too, or are jealous that they don't. (laughs) All of those guys, all those guys were clearly jealous they didn't have leg hair. I look back and I'm just like, it's so fucked. Because, like, I, I was so young. I didn't know what the fuck my body was going through. And when you're a kid, you're so, like, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed to the world. You don't really think about those things. You're just and like... Until someone brings it to your attention. Until you start getting made fun of and shit. Which sucks. And most bullies, I've, like, had one of those rare points where, like, I got to talk to a lot of people who bullied me when I was younger, when I was older in life. Oh, shit. And a lot of them, they were just saying, like, I was making fun of you so people wouldn't make fun of me. Yes, that's such a good point. And it was like, let's get the distraction away. Was it girls or guys or both? Both. (sighs) Yeah. But I also think it's just, like, a part of life and that unless society as a whole, like, and people's personalities change, bullying will be around and... The sooner you learn to deal with it, the better. Because there are definitely adults who are big bullies, and I know how to deal with them better now because I had that experience as a kid. That's dang, dang. That's so true. It's like, in a weird fucking way, it's kind of a blessing in a weird way. Because it does strengthen you. It does. And it just... It toughens your skin a bit. Opens your eyes to the real world. Mm Mm-hmm. As much as, like, it sucks that the real world has that and maybe an one day we'll <laughs> real world's a giant asshole the real world can suck a dick <laughs> but maybe maybe it makes us stronger and better that, that's just it and like and the weird thing about me as a kid is like i was always a weird kid like i, I like just personality wise i was weird um i just i never felt like i fit in anyways um and so, like, I'm here I am, like, going into, like, high school and university, still not feeling. Like, I've struggled with knowing myself for a long fucking time. Like, a long time. It, it, I think it took, I honestly think it took me moving out of Anaganesh to, like, really be myself. But, like, I even just as a young kid, I just remember not feeling like I fit in. At all. Did you find when you came to the big city of Halifax the big city which really is big city of Halifax but it comparison (laughs) is huge oh yeah and or even just outside of that fishbowl of high school and you're you're the town you grew up in yeah did you find that because you got to meet more different people and other weird people that you were like oh 
Life is so much better. <laughs> Big time. Because for me, Big that time. was huge. Like, yeah. people who liked me just for who I was. Yeah. And, like, it's going to sound weird, but, like, good-looking, popular people or who yeah. I would have considered popular, using air quotes, of yeah. course, Lots in of quotes. high school. Yeah. And then wanting to be my friend. And I was like, right. God damn, I am someone who's worthy of having friends, of being cool. And yeah. For me, that was a huge shift in my self-confidence. Oh, yeah. I was getting out of that, like, small space. And, and you're making growing. friends by, like, <laughs> and I love my high school friends, don't get me wrong, but, like, you're making friends more by choice rather than these are just the people who are in my class who I'm hanging out with which don't get me wrong god I'm so I'm so lucky to still be really close friends with my high school friends and god damn we were awkward kids back then I actually one of my really good girlfriends from high school we don't see each other very often but when we do it's just like going back to old times sent me a message uh for my wedding she wasn't able to come because of a like oh just like a shit storm of like financial issues that all came up at once as as happens in life and i wasn't upset that she couldn't come that's life and she sent me the sweetest like facebook message the day of my wedding or a couple days after i can't remember but she was like don't forget that i'll always be your friend we'll always be those weird kids doing what we wanted liking what we wanted and i was just like you you didn't always find that in high school or in elementary school or when you're growing up and to to have those one or two people that you could be weird with and yes, silly and blessing. funny that's fucking awesome like <sighs> there is value to that but when you get to a bigger world and you realize that there's more people who are weird yes. and awesome and fantastic it, it's even just, better just helps you feel more like a not alone yes yeah. not alone and it's interesting that you bring up that subject because I think I'm gonna just talk about it. I'm just gonna get this movie out of the way. Um, uh, I recently saw I Feel Pretty with Amy Schumer, and that movie, like, trust me, like I went into it thinking this is probably not gonna be that great. Like, e, like e, this is a touchy subject. E, I loved it. It is a fantastic movie, and one of the things in that movie is the idea of friendship and how. Uh, and I won't spoil it. You should still see it. But essentially, like, she goes through this shift where she almost gets, like, overly confident mm-hmm. in the movie. Like, there's a there's a point in the movie where she gets a little bit overly confident to a point where she's kind of dismissing her friends. Oh, and there's the this, pullback. Yeah. And there's this beautiful moment with the friends where they're like, dude, like, we're happy for you, but we never gave two shits about what you looked like. We are your friends because we like your personality and who you are inside. And it, like, it still gives me chills when I think about that moment in the movie because it's so fucking true. Like, the friends I have since high school, geez, we've all changed, like, body-wise and, you know, emotionally and stuff. But it's like, goddamn, we're still those awkward kids, like, who aren't fitting in. And (laughs) we like you for for you. For each other, not, like, you know our bodies or like how we look or how we appear to others like it's it's this weird connection that like we only have because we like each other because we're weirdos together and that movie is really great for that like that's it's a really good message to take away from the movie because it's like bitch like we don't give a shit what you look like we like it's (laughs) it really truly is 
what's on, like there's gonna be a lot of cliches in this podcast but it is what's on the inside and it's really important and it is really important but the reason we're talking about it mm. is also really important because we know we've been taught since we were kids it's what's on the inside that matters that's what makes you a person but yet we're so completely consumed yeah with the outside and it might not be all the time it might not be everyone expresses it in different ways yeah um and it might not be something that we actually value we we might know that this is something that 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 doesn't matter that someone's size or how put together they look or what they're wearing matters but somehow we notice it and pass some sort of judgment on it uh-huh and it often affects how we feel about ourselves and yep. that's crazy um sarah and i have talked about in the past being double fucked as women <laughs> as as educated women being double fucked <laughs> because not only are you maybe gain some weight or you don't like how you look in a certain way or a certain dress and you're upset about that but then you know that you shouldn't be upset about that because that doesn't matter and that doesn't make you who you are so then you feel extra <laughs> ashamed this is like a vicious cycle it's the worst like it's you know cycle. you shouldn't be wasting your time and energy on it you yeah. know you shouldn't be doing it but you still do and so it's like double the anxiety in a way double the anxiety and yeah. how how do you stop that because as yeah. we were talking earlier it's not productive to be no. spending your time worrying about how you look like that energy could be used on cool podcasts Uh or other things that make you that make you fucking happy and like going in with that as well um talking about the guilt and stuff one point i i really just i want to bring up is the fact that especially amongst females i mean this this might be true with male female friendship or, or male to male friendship who knows but like the idea of we're always comparing ourselves to others. So whenever a friend or someone is like, they say the thing, they say, I look fat today or I feel fat today. Can, can you then, see how big my thighs are? Or yeah. can you believe my stomach is this? Listen, we've all been in a group of girls where it's picture time and <sighs> it's the most stressful <laughs> 10 minutes you'll ever go through as females because we are all trying to look cute and we just want a good picture together and everybody wants everyone wants to like how they look in that picture. I need to, I need to be on this side. Yes. Because that's the side or yeah. I need to be in the back so my face looks smaller. Mm-hmm. And I, I've heard it all. I've thought oh it God. half it's, of it myself. It's so fucking I would just love for a guy to be a fly in the wall for a situation like that because it is eye opening. Just how many people are so deeply insecure. But like if a friend says something like that, we instantly go to, okay, so, like, I'll just use an example. Like, say I say it, and say I have a friend who's much larger than I am. They would instantly go to, really? Like, you're saying that? Look at me. Okay? So that instantly makes me feel bad for being insecure. But the truth of the matter is, is, like, we are all insecure and all of us are in these, like, these bodies, these vessels, like, that we've been living with our whole lives. And we all have insecurities. And it doesn't mean that someone deserves, like, I don't really even know, like, how to say it. But it's just, like, pinpointing, like, 
comparing bodies and stuff like that shouldn't be a thing. It should be more of a, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. Like, what do you think you can, like, what can you do to feel better? Or what can I do to help you feel better? I don't even really know how to go about it. But I just don't think it should be a, I have it worse or this person has it worse than you, so you shouldn't feel that way. Or we shouldn't dismiss people's feelings. Yeah. We shouldn't. And it's hard. I have lots of friends who are very small, but I know that they still struggle internally with their size. Yeah. And might see like a lump or a bump and get self-conscious about it. And for someone to be like, Psh, yeah, you're so small. Why are you, you have nothing to worry about? Well, it's like all you have to say is. Man, I know what that feels like. That's exactly... Thank you. And Because I've done it. That sucks. I, I've been known to be that friend who's been with um, people who I think are either, like, more attractive than me or, like, skinnier than me. And, like, when they say those things, that's exactly where I go. I go to, like, really? Like, look at me. And it's like, no, like, Sarah, don't make this about you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is them. Like, it's their internal thing and, like... But that just goes back. It's all coming back to this idea that, like, we have this idea in our minds of this image of beauty or this, like, standard that we have to hold ourselves to. And it's really fucked up that, like, so much is held on that and not, like, your intelligence, your sense of humor, how kind or nice you are as a person. Like, none of these things matter. (laughs) But are you hot? Because... And they do matter. And in the long, they in the long term, so the much. inside is so much more important than the outside. Mm. But our society is just trained to judge, make split second judgments based on luck. Yeah. And I know when my dad's pressures about weight and body size and have come in, number one, it's health. Because he's had his own health-related yeah. issues due to being overweight. So he's like, hey, I don't want you to have these same health issues I've had. Yeah, but the second him. is... He's lived life as an overweight man. Yeah. He's been overweight since he was early 20s. And he says straight up, I've been ignored, overlooked, not given job opportunities, not given promotions because of my size. He's like, it's just so much easier in this world if you are of an average size. Right. Or ideal size or however you want to which really is less than average which is way less than average our actual average size is much higher than what we're thrown what we're bombarded with constantly by television movies media advertising it's just it's constant and i find like the new shift towards um influencers and media or um social media marketing is even more damaging to us because they're presented as real, I mean, and they are real people. And mm-hmm. I know several people who do it and are lovely, lovely humans. Yeah. But we're given the impression that this is real life. This is real people. This is what you should be looking like. Oh, but it's so not. And, it, and it's, or it is. It is yeah. for some people. Some people, that is what they should be looking like. But that doesn't mean it's for everybody. Everyone, that's very true. Because everyone has different frames and different metabolisms. That, and Yeah. Like body chemistries and... Like, just just the way, yeah, like you said, frames. Like, I have really, like, what I've learned about me is, is like, <laughs> like, I, I kind of wrote this down earlier because I really felt a shift with me where I started attacking all the things I hated about my body and being like, and being like, 
okay, Sarah, you're going to learn to love these things. <laughs> like, Because <laughs> well, I'm sure most God. of them are things you can't change. Exactly. Exactly, though. That's exactly it. Like, I can't, you know, there's things you can control. You can, to some degree, you can c- control your weight. Okay, cool. But, like, I've really just learned and accepted that, like, this is how my legs are. This is how my shoulders are. And, like, it is what it is, people. I'm 31 at this point. Not much I can do about these broad shoulders. <laughs> I'm going to learn to love these fuckers. You know what I mean? Like, and there's so many ways you can do that. And like finding clothes that flatter you, like maybe not. And like, this really fucking sucks. And going back to like our episode we did about weddings and like, you must see it a lot with, with wedding dresses, I, I would imagine. But like the idea of this is the dress I want, but it might not be the dress that like flatters your body type. Wedding dresses are horribly unflattering oh my god horribly and strapless a-line and just like white yeah most people like white is not a slimming color on most people no and i and again this is like i should not care about this i should not know i look at so many people and happiness makes everyone beautiful size shape happiness does it all and self-confidence does it all yeah. I have so many people I know in my life who are bigger or smaller or sh- really, really small and petite or really, really tall. And if they are comfortable and confident in what they're wearing. It looks good. It looks good. It looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of wedding dresses. If someone's bought a dress they're not 100% comfortable in. Yeah. They're not gonna look as good as they could uh and that's really what it fucking comes down to you can really fucking tell when someone's not comfortable um and so like learning to try to like and i kind of use the metaphor about like (laughs) vegetables and fruit and stuff like that like if you're someone who doesn't like vegetables but you really gotta get healthy for your for your health um you eventually learn to like vegetables i kind of feel like it's the same with confidence in a way like so like i had a moment and i posted it on facebook where listen i gained some weight in the past i would say like eight months or so uh i'm definitely at my my heaviest i think from what I feel, I'm like, you know your body better than anyone else, you know? Like, I feel like I'm at my heaviest. I don't know for sure. But I had a moment when I was out dress shopping where I was, like, trying to stuff myself into my regular size. And I was in that change room just being like, here I am, like, falling out everywhere. <laughs> like uncomfortable trying tight to, like, like trying to like like you know you you look in the mirror and you like suck I can in make this work this you, this kind of this this fits yeah if i stand at this angle it doesn't look so bad and i had a moment where i was just like you want to know what get me a fucking large please like like let me just go up a size and i put that fucking dress on and i was like god damn <laughs> yes like it just fit me perfectly and I just had this moment of like, why am I so goddamn concerned about a size? Like, especially since most sizes mean nothing. Yeah. And most sizes are bullshit. They are. There's no like consistency. There's no 
formula for it. I mean, in Europe, it's a totally different thing. But in North America, it's a, it's a marketing tool. Yeah. It's a selling tool. That's that's all it is. Yeah. And, like, I put that dress on. I felt fucking hot. And I and I looked at the large and I was like, God, God, this is, this is insane because literally probably three or four years ago, I would have melted down over this. I would have had, like, a full-on breakdown that this girl who was once, like, a small or, like, an extra small, I am now a large... Oh my god! Like, honestly, and I didn't melt down. I fucking embraced it. And it, it, I was also going bra shopping that day, oddly enough. And uh, I mean, I went off the pill, so I was like, I don't know my boobs. Like, I don't know what's going on here. I might have lost some of them. <laughs> I don't know. And I literally went into a, a new, uh, like, a store that I hadn't been in before. It was um, is it Vivian Rose. Am I saying that right? Vivine Rose or something. It's like a lingerie Le- store. Levion Rose. Le- yeah, there it is. But their sizes are wonderful. And they have like, ah. they have a wide variety of sizes. And I went in and I was like, like, uh, like I probably need a bigger band, but I think my cup size is the same. They're like, girl, we got you. And like, they brought in like all these bras and I tried them on. And I was like, God damn, this feels good. Just to be like, and then like, I even said, I was like, I feel like Lacenza bras are way too tight on me. And they're like, and they even said, they're like, yeah, because we make bras for real women. And I was like, dang, Ooh, dang. <laughs> you are a real woman. <laughs> I was like, shots fired. But honestly, like, it took me so long to actually see, like, myself as curvy. I never used to see myself as curvy. And now I'm like, I fucking love this. Embrace the curves. Embrace your body. Having it's some important. Because having some meat gives me some shape. And I like that. And so it was just, it was a really fundamental moment in my life where I was just like, you know, it kind of sucks I have to buy all these new clothes, but going a size up, really not a big deal in the grand scheme of things because it fits me um, and I and I look better in it because I'm comfortable, goddammit. And um, that's what matters. And... Your post about it. Yeah. So Aww. important. And this is why it's important. Like, I, like, wobble back and forth on social media all the time. How much do I want to participate? How much do I not want to participate? <laughs> Fuck, girls like you who participate and share those real moments. I, it's inspiring. The pants yeah. I am wearing right now, I just went out and bought last week. And I bought two new pairs of pants. Um, a, Like, one size up from... One size? One size up from the pants I have at home. Ding, ding. The pants I have at home still fit. But they cut me off at the waist. They were a little uncomfortable. Yeah. These ones are, like, amazing. Yeah. I feel comfortable in them. I feel confident in them. I don't feel like I have to wear a loose shirt so you don't, like, see stuff, like, exploding over it. I just feel like myself and confident. And I'm so glad I did it. And your post made me realize Uh. and made me think, like, this isn't a bad thing. This isn't, like... It's not the end of the world. It's, it's a not the end up. of the world. It's a, literally a goddamn letter on a fucking tag. And, but, like, uh, and the flip side of that, we talked about this, we talked a lot about this before we recorded. <laughs> a little pre, pre-talk. But, like, the flip side of that was I felt really humbled because, and, like, I, I don't think, I think I'm pretty average body type. Uh, but when I... <laughs> When I was in there, I was just like, I'm the large? Like, this is fucked. 
How like, does that make people? It, I have so other many, people feel exactly, and it made me just realize, like Jesus Christ, like. I did have that moment where I was like, I can't imagine having to go to, like, specialty stores or, like, stores that are, like, oh, the way to, like, find fucking clothes. Like, clothes that we all wear. I was chatting with um, an esthetician recently. Wonderful woman does, like, my waxing and my eyebrows and stuff. Chat with her often. And she's bigger. Yeah. And we were talking about, she was wearing something that was super cute. I was like, oh, my God, I love that. That's great. And we were chatting about where it was from. And she opened my eyes to that a lot of the special sto- specialty stores for larger sizes, so like Pennington's yeah, um, and stuff like that, the prices are absurd. I've heard that, yeah. Like that $60, $70 a shirt, like just absolutely ridiculous. The stuff is nice and it's stylish, yeah, but it shouldn't be an arm and a leg more. Like, I get it. There is more fabric involved and like that is an increase in price. But it shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be extortion for people just because they're larger. And it's bra- not fair. And fucking bras, so expensive. Yeah. Like, it's true. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really sad. And, and more stores should have a wider variety of sizes, really, is what it is. Uh, I know that's easier said than done, but like, Jesus Christ, like if I'm if I'm the largest size, that's disgusting to me. How many people is that leaving out of the equation? Exactly. Or if you're going to a sports store to buy um sporting equipment and say you want to buy some new snow pants and they only come to like a size ten or a size twelve. Like I'm a size like thirteen, fourteen sometimes in yeah. my pants. Does that mean I shouldn't be able to ski or snowboard? Seriously. Is that is that kind of what I'm being told? Like I could see a young kid or a teenager who's bigger going in to buy something, not being their size and being like, Well, I'm just not supposed to be doing this. It's so sad. It's so dumb. Ugh. Ugh. Close on this is why <laughs> This is why I like makeup so much. It just always fits. <laughs> accessories like i've just i've always hated clothes shopping um especially pants Ugh, hate pants but like i dread it and it really stresses me out um trying clothes on because it it really does force you especially if you have gained weight to like fucking face it and like that day in the change room who did i face it because i kind of knew i was like i think i gained some weight like my clothes are a bit tighter than normal Perhaps I should get some new clothes. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever had to do that. It's hard. It's a really it's hard, a thing. hard thing. And like I made a choice to not get upset about it. I think, and that's a healthy choice. Yeah. And it's like, what about like we're not saying, oh, you know, we're not don't take care of yourself, gain all the weight you want, don't worry about. It. No, we're just saying like. Be kind to yourself. And Be I'm, aware. Your body changes. Your hormones change. Ooh, like, yeah. it's just a part of life. You can accept it and love yourself, or you can... Pick it apart and stress. And that doesn't help anyone. No. And, like, it's, like I said, like, there's so much you can do, like, with whatever body you have to, like, try to feel better. And... It's so many different things for different people. So, like, maybe now would be a good time to talk about, like, what we do. Maybe to feel good or, like, what are our key things to 
to feel confident because I mean if we want to talk about makeup I can fucking get into it right now because yeah. that's what I do I love makeup but like the reason I love makeup has actually nothing to do with weight or anything like that it's it's just genuinely that it makes me look older um when I don't have a stitch of makeup on I look 16 or 17 <laughs> and I just generally don't really like going out in public like that um to me it's also a self-care thing in a way because <laughs> this is weird but like the one hour a day that i'm in that makeup putting on makeup mode it's <laughs> it's kind of like meditation for me like it's really relaxing and it's the one time of day that i'm like not concerned about like oh like all this work stuff going on or like podcast stuff or like all these errands I have to run, it's like, no, right now I'm just focused on, like, I want this color to go in my crease, and I want, like, it just, like, it focuses me. Makeup for meditation. Yes! Freak, I love that! Yeah, it's just really relaxing, it's like my time. And I'll throw on either music or I'll throw on a podcast and do my makeup in the morning with my coffee, and it's literally, it brings me fucking joy to do it, and that's why I do it. Um, and yes, it does actually make me look... To, like, I mean, I think I look better with it on, but, like, I'm learning to not get shocked when I don't have it on, if that makes sense. Like, I'm I'm making the shift from I need it to it's just something I want to do. And that will take time. And yeah. it will be a time and place thing, and it's... Because no one needs it. No one but needs I think, it. I think most makeup lovers who are on my same level will agree when they say, we don't need it, we just really like doing it and we have fun doing it, so that's why we do it. And it actually, it's it's not that we need it, but we we feel better with it on. And I want to pull up a quote. Being, a quote. being confident, like if that's what brings you confidence, yeah. and you're doing it for yourself, I, I think that's healthy and awesome and something that should be celebrated yeah it's the same way where like there's certain times where i eat really healthy we're i do this awesome green smoothie in the summer i Mm. work crazy busy hours it makes me feel healthy it tastes delicious and it just makes me feel good but sometimes like I'm sitting at work and people will be making fun of me. Be like, oh, you're eating a lot of rabbit food or, oh, you're doing this or you're doing that. And it's like, it's like, this is my thing. Back off. Leave me this the is, fuck alone. This is making me feel like I have my shit together. Right? Just let me do it. That's but, exactly it. But it's the same way if like, I don't, I don't get why people feel like they need to comment on other people's food all the time and other yeah. people's habits all the time. And it's like, there's this perfect girl that's been created yeah. in the past five ten years who is just like always put together but casual um perfect size and shape and eats all the crappy junk food all the time and it's like why is that something that's celebrated like mm-hmm. that's not realistic no <laughs> because <laughs> like the way i describe my body is i'm like okay like i'm average um and I'm somewhat fit, but I look like I eat a lot of fast food. And that's literally what it is. And like, and I'm not saying that to be self-deprecating. I'm saying that to be goddamn fucking honest. Um, I got me a stomach and it's fine. It fucking happens, people. But like the reason I have that stomach is because I'm eating fucking fast food all the time. And like, I'm taking accountability for it, but like, that's what happens. When you eat fast food, like there's no way 
If that's you lived my a- lifestyle, that you would be stick thin. That's no. Think someone could be though. Someone so that's, be, that's what true. happens to you. Yeah. When you eat fast food, because you don't want to look at someone else, and it killed me. I've known some bigger people in my life, my as one. Where people just assume that they eat terrible and that they're slovenly and gross because they're yeah. bigger. And it's like, you don't know what that person's medical history is. You, you don't, don't know what their eating habits are. You like, don't know what they eat every single day. You don't know what they eat every single day. Yeah. They may eat wonderfully and healthy and balanced, but you see them and then you see them like eat like a cheeseburger out in public and you're like, oh, they're so gross and disgusting. How dare they indulge in How d- the yeah. glories of a cheeseburger. Where it's like someone would see you eating a cheeseburger and be like, oh, cool, look at that hot girl eating a cheeseburger. Yeah. Isn't that fucked? No, Super you're fucked. Totally, you're, oh my god, you're totally right. And I didn't, uh, and I don't mean it to like make you feel bad. No, it's but just, you're but right. Like, how? But, and, and then the flip side is, is like there's less skinny people who can't gain weight. And are actually eating really like not great and mm. still not actually gaining weight it's it's a thing it's like there's two sides there's like two extremes and then like i i do feel like i kind of fall in the middle just in terms of kind of where i'm at but it's so fucking it's it's such a personal thing it's a very and personal thing and it's never such- assume should be the thing never assume anything I wish there was a way to like brainwash society, but like reverse brainwash society. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we could like not be judgmental. Oh my gosh. People. And I don't know, like, I don't know where that comes from. I don't know how it, how that change shifts or if it's even possible to shift. But I just wish that we could, we, that a society, we could drop that aspect of it. Especially with women, because it's interesting, like, going back to Amy Schumer and the I Feel Pretty stuff, like, some, okay, like, just a quick Sparks Notes version of the situation. She did, she interrupted a comedian set in New York, like, it was, like, this up-and-coming comedian, like, not very well-known, but, like, had a headlining show, and she showed up at his uh, show mm-hmm. and was like, can I do 10 minutes? And interrupted his set. Kind of... It was really douchey. If, like, in the middle of his set? He was five minutes in. He had a 45-minute set. He was five minutes into his set. She showed up right before she was about to... Like, it was, like, a couple days before SNL, so she went to test material. But, like, wouldn't you talk to someone ahead of time uh-huh. before you exactly. did that? She didn't, but she just showed up and did it because she, you know, she's that level of fame now, right? Oh, that's So, really, really douchey. douchey. And, like, I love Amy Schumer so much. I loved I Feel Pretty so much. But, like... When I heard about this, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, that's douchey of her. But it was interesting because TMZ released this video of this actor talking about it. And he was like, yeah, Schumer, like, that was wrong of you. Don't do that. And by the way, go lose some weight. Like, just threw that in there as if that's totally connected to who she is as a, a douchey famous person now, apparently. Like, and she's fat. And she's fat to add to it. And she's not and like, at all. And like uh, a comedian I follow, like reposted because they like commented on the TMZ post and they took a screenshot of it and like commented being like, "Only to a woman would this happen." Like, no, you're never an asshole, to a guy. and then somehow it's about your weight. Somehow it goes back to your weight. You should lose some weight. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would 
It would never be, it would never be said to a man. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? And when, in the, like, internal judging and, like, how I hate it, but I do, like, look at everyone and I'm, I'm, compare them to myself and just, like, in general, look at them and pass some sort of, like, thought or comment or just even a noticement, noticing of their weight, I never do it for men. Never. Ever for men. No. Or if it is for men, it's, like, I'll notice something because of, like, something will happen or something to do or a shirt will pull a certain way. And I'll notice it. And then I'll be like, meh, he looks fine. And then I realize I would never judge a woman that easily. That for the woman, I would right? I'd be harsher to them. And that's, like, so messed up. It is. I, I want to believe that people aren't looking at me and thinking about my size every time they see me. But I hate it because... I know I look at other people and think about it. And like I say, it doesn't, it's not a lasting impression. It's not how I treat them, but it's something I notice. And I just kn- wish I didn't you're notice it. Because it was put back on you and like, and then you're socialized to be looking for that all the time. And that's the fucked up thing. Um, I hate when people comment about children Ugh. and babies. Ah. I, I like, I don't mind when people are like positive about like chubby cheeks and chubby thighs and all that stuff, but I hate when, and it's happened to me a couple times in the last few years where f- people I know have commented on other people's children and been like, they're feeding them too much. Uh, they're too big. They're too this. It's a baby. baby. <laughs> a baby's only job is to gain God. weight. <laughs> oh my God. Like, if you have, like, a 7- or a 10-year-old or a 6-year-old who's, like, 50 pounds overweight, let's just say only if a doctor says there's an issue. Yeah, A doctor should be the only one when it crosses that to line comment it on actually, your weight. Exactly. When it becomes a health risk, yes. Like, And I, did, I did have a doctor, a doctor who I love and miss so much because she was just the best doctor ever. My university friends Jones. and I talk about her sometimes she's just awesome but she works in a different province and I remember her sitting me down and like my annual uh checkup and being like Roberta being like Rebecca you gotta watch your weight uh-huh. and to me it wasn't like she didn't preach she didn't go on and on just was totally honest just was totally honest and was like it wasn't eye-opening to me because it was something clearly I was already thinking about. Um, but to have a medical professional say something uh-huh. was like, okay, I need to make some changes. Right. But that's the only person who should be able to comment. Did you, like, how did you react in that moment? Because we all know it's easy to look back and be like, yeah, I understand that now. But, like, your gut feeling in that moment oh god did, did you have that sinking feeling the total sinking feeling because it's kind of like in a weird way like all your insecurities being like reaffirmed which really fucking sucks and maybe a good segue into like the difference between for me for childhood mm. to like when i was in university age Ooh, yeah let's get to university age so i wasn't popular in high school there was no guys interested in me at all um I was, was pretty sad about it. Me too. <laughs> I was pretty, pretty sad about it. 
But then I moved away to university, and all of a sudden, there's all these guys, and they all wanted to sleep with me, and that oh, felt fucking awesome. It was amazing. <laughs> um, I'm and- still waiting for that. <laughs> By all the guys, there was like two or three. Okay, that's still really good. <laughs> but it was like compared to no one, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Um, and my self confidence soared. Interesting. Um, I used to joke sometimes that if I had been the same weight I was in high school as I was in my early twenties, I would just be walking around naked all the time. Really? Yeah. Because all of a sudden, I didn't yeah. care. I'd wear bikinis, I'd wear short skirts, low-cut tops. I was really, really confident in myself. And I think part of that was finding a friend group that accepted me for who I was and liked me. And the attention from guys was another one that was just huge. Big time. I went from like... Didn't know I was alive to like following my following my crush around everywhere and like trying to be cool and asking him out did, <laughs> did not work did not work um, to being accepted and right. feeling like I had a place in the world and so because my body was changing and my dietary habits were shot and I was drinking all the time like because you're on your own and you're like letting the like you're not oh. eating. Not eating mom and dad's like home cooked food anymore. You're eating cafeteria food, and you can eat whatever you want. It was just totally different. Yeah. So I gained quite a bit of weight in that time. Yeah. But it didn't bother me. Yeah. There was like, I mean, we tried to do like the Beyonce juice fast, and had like tried running, and like obviously, unfortunately, obviously, weight was always like a topic and a conversation and something we like were concerned with like me and my female friends but overall I had super high confidence I think the doctor mentioning something made me realize that it had gone too far Mm. and it was funny because it wasn't an immediate change it was a change that had happened that that I made slowly over time where I changed my eating habits a bit and started introducing more exercise and I slowly lost weight. Yeah. But and not only slowly lost weight, probably became a little bit more concerned about it because someone had pointed out it was you're not as hot shit as you think you are. They said it and so now it's stuck in your head. And that's that's fucking hard. like that's hard. Like, you feel like you built up all that confidence and then just to be knocked down a couple pegs. It's true. But then you gotta, like, gives you the opportunity to build it stronger. Yeah. And better. And and learn healthy habits. As much as I had been, like, taught the healthy habits and ingrained, had them ingrained in me since I was a child, to realize that there's more to just looking good. It's taking care of your body, too. Oh, that so was, true. That was helpful for me. And it mm-hmm. made a lot. What about you? What was university like? Oh, man. Well, I mean, that's definitely where I gained the W word, the weight. The weight. Dun-dun. Um, I gained probably, like, 20 pounds, I would say. Like, going, like, freshman 15. It was, like, a freshman 20 for me. Um, And that's usually, and actually, same as you, honestly. I discovered slutty clothes in college. <laughs> I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna show this off. I don't care. And it was the same thing. Like, you know, I was out of a small town. 
I was on my own for the first time. And you want to let loose. Like, you want to drink. You want to eat the food you want to eat. And you're totally right. It was like a lifestyle, dietary, like, change the weight came in, and I think that's when I start getting the. It wasn't a doctor saying it, but it was. It was my mother. Um, started making comments to me here and there, and never like blunt, straightforward comments. Very passive aggressive comments, and they're even th- worse. They're even worse, and it was never. I mean, like, here's the thing, like about kind of being in this weird middle zone where you're not. You're not so big that, like, it's glaringly obvious, and you're not so thin that it goes unnoticed, but you're kind of in this weird middle area where you're fluctuating. Like, I mean, I would say that my weight back then would fluctuate by 10 pounds or so, 5 to 10 pounds, and that was the the point of concern with my mom, was those fucking 5 goddamn pounds. That's not a lot of pounds, people! That shouldn't really matter. Um... But I then, as like you with the doctor, became obsessed, like became obsessed with those five pounds. And um, I, it's hard for me to think of, of when I was like the lowest, like I think I have waves, but I think what really did it for me was actually like kind of going through a breakup. Um, like, you know, like going through that breakup and, and yeah, I didn't even think that this would come up in this this episode but like having been left for another woman and seeing that woman and being like she looks normal and just like me in terms of like 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 very similar so what the fuck is going on i spiraled i definitely spiraled after that um so that's when i was at my lowest now keep that in mind like i was at my lowest when i was at my lowest emotionally like I was emotionally messed up. So all of those body issues went tenfold. Oh, magnified right? hugely. Because you're you're now thinking I was left because I'm not pretty enough. Or I'm not good enough. I'm not as pretty as her. I'm not cool enough. And again, it goes back to comparing it to other women. And I was also lucky to have had met a lot of really close friends in college that accepted me. And like I said before, I have a, I have actually a lot of friends that are larger, and I fucking love them so fucking much. They keep me in check, let me tell you that. Uh, <laughs> but like, I remember do, being at a family dinner with my with my parents, and like my mom making a comment about my weight, and like my friend was at dinner with me, and she told me after she's like, I can't believe she said that to you because like you are fine, and I'm the actual overweight person. <laughs> How, how like, uncomfortable did that person probably feel? Like, you know, you're bringing a friend. And your mom probably didn't even realize. <laughs> like, she probably had no idea that he or she could be hurting someone's feelings by bringing yeah. up your weight. And then this person's just like, <laughs> what about me? Yeah, well, like. I'm, I'm just going to stop eating now. <laughs> like, I can't feel. What was weird about that was, like, the friend, like, knew she was overweight. And she was just like. I should be getting this lecture, not you. Like, you're not overweight. Like, five to ten pounds should not matter that fucking much. But in my mom's eyes, it did. Like, I remember one year she got me a cake decorating kit because I was into baking at the time. And also a diet book. It might still be on my bookcase that 
was called How to Lose Five Pounds Really Fast. Oh! Like, I'll never forget it. As long as I live. Is it not a frosting diet? (laughs) (laughs) So, like, cake isn't how you do that? And we talked briefly about this, but the idea that, again, we're going back to the comparing to other women, but, like, I grew up in, in a family of three sisters, or, well, two other sisters, so three girls in total, but... I literally said to you that I was the Chloe Kardashian of the family. Like, I use those words to describe the fact that I was taller, I had bigger boobs, I was, I had more meat on me. That's just what it is. I had a little more meat on me. Um, and I kind of stuck out. But in c- comparison to them, yeah, I looked bigger. And I literally said I was the Chloe Kardashian. Like, Poor and now poor Chloe Kardashian's <laughs> complex is brought up ten times more. But that's just it. It, it, it. It's fucked that it's engraved in us. And that that's that's what big is. Like it's not. It's just. Uh, I even hate all the advertisements right now, <laughs> I, and I hate like it drives me crazy. All of the like advertisements, um, yeah, online, and it's like so-and-so lost so much weight you won't believe what they look like now or like yeah. remember this girl from this television show you won't believe lost 80 like and it's like <sighs> who the fuck cares and the thing is it's really not on men as much as it is on women no it's not like it's not fair I- i'm just being really fucking real and for me being friends with a lot of guys i'm like kind of a fly on the wall for a lot of the commentary and like these are these are men that I love and care about and respect and like they're really great men. But you know they use rating systems. Like they'll say like she's a six or she's a seven and she's an eight or like I- bring up a picture and be like oh well she's gained weight and it's just like we don't do this to you guys. Well I mean maybe the rating scale every now and then. <laughs> and like sometimes people will comment like I. I'll know if my guy friends have gained weight, but it's not the first thing you notice. No, and I feel like I feel like for me anyway, oh, like hotness is so much more than weight. Like there's so much more that goes into it. But with women, it's like fucking hell. We gotta check all these boxes. We have to have the right weight. We gotta have perfect skin. We gotta have like great hair, Ugh. well put together, and funny, and cool, and. All of the all of the things. We have to check so many boxes that we are like completely overwhelmed with the boxes at this point. And it's like I feel like an interesting perspective is people who have been bigger and have actually lost the weight. A good friend of mine, this happened to her, and she said, "You know, like I might have lost the weight, but I just found something else to pick apart." Oh, like you you just find something else to pick apart because there's always fucking something with women there's always something that either the media picks out or men pick out like and it's disgusting in a perfect world your self-confidence and the way your body looks are two different things yes and you learn to love all the awesome things that your body is able to do for you and whether that be walking or running or sitting up or singing and breathing and Sounds so cheesy and ridiculous, but all the wonderful things your body can do, and it shouldn't be until you're comfortable with your relationship with your body, until mm. you, till you try to lose weight, yeah, or try to gain muscle, or try to do things because 
it's just it's who you are because you'll never be emotionally happy if you're just striving this is the only way i can be happy is if i get this body like it shouldn't be that way it should be learning to love what you have and still you might still want to you know get healthier lose some weight or but like if you love the you that you're in now then you'll never be disappointed if it doesn't quite work out the way you had planned. And sometimes, like, I know that I'm happier when I have a fitness routine. Yeah. And when I eat healthier. Yeah. Still means I'm going to enjoy some mozzarella sticks and uh, cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I find when I balance those things, I feel, you feel better, better physically. And I have that confidence. Yeah. Um, but you, you know, like you don't know what will happen. Um, a friend of mine gained some weight, um, and wasn't feeling herself, wasn't feeling confident. Ended up doing Jenny Craig because she was like, if I spend money on something, I will stick to it. It will mm-hmm. motivate me to do it. Uh-huh. Had huge success oh, doing really? Jenny Craig. Just felt healthy again. Looked great. Felt great. You could really feel her confidence. Then got pregnant. Super happy about the baby. Attributes the weight loss to one of the things that's helped her get pregnant, potentially. Oh, yeah. No, it would. Yeah. And a couple other things, too. But was super, super happy. This friend's mother said to me one time, oh, it's a shame, too. She just lost all that weight and now she's pregnant. Oh, my fuck. Did not mean anything by it. Like, I know these people so well. Did not mean anything by it. Right. But that's just how our society thinks. Yeah. And as soon as you have that baby, you got to get that weight off quick. And it's incredible. The human body creating another human body, carrying and growing a human inside of you is just bananas. (laughs) It's completely understandable that your body will not be the same afterwards. Mm -hmm. And you should be proud of what it did. You shouldn't be upset about stretch marks or worried that your body is a different shape or that you have a belly that will never go away now like fucking embrace that shit Embrace the human man and we should see it as a privilege not as a drawback that yeah you're going to be bigger and change and you don't know what your body's going to be like afterwards because you don't know the, the wording around it is always get your body back like it's, it's never coming back. It's something you have to get back. And it's like, no, your body actually like shifts. Like your organs shift when you have a child. Like, oh my God. But just like the fact that someone would be like. That's, that's so like. Focused on the weight. Wait. Well, should we do it? Yeah. Okay. Let's get so on the scale. We're going to do something. So, well, and uh, one thing I will, like, I have not always been like this, the way I am right now. Like, I used to get really stressed out about gaining some weight. And like I said, it took me a long time to just make the shift into not caring about it. And what you said earlier was beautiful about happiness really makes, it makes you beautiful. It's so fucking goddamn true because... 
I'm probably, we're both to confirm it, but I'm probably at the heaviest that I ever have been. Um, you know, too, too many, there's so many reasons why. Like, I'm just busier now. I'm not eating good. I haven't been, you know, it's coming off of winter, so, like, I haven't been running. So there's... Stop! Can, Stop exactly. the excuses. Why They're I, not necessary. Why am I listening? Because this I is listen? how you're you're yeah. trying to reason it. You don't exactly. need to reason it. I know. It's not fucked. But like, yeah. So I gain weight. But I'm so fucking happy in my life right now that like I just I actually do love my body, and it's not it's not exactly where I want it to be. But like, I'm legit happy with it, and the way that I see it is is like, you know. Exactly what you said. If I, if I work towards it, if I get it, cool. But if not, I'm gonna fucking love this thing that I have because this is what I'm working with right now, and I'm not gonna beat myself up about it because I'm so fucking happy. Like I found something that has made me more emotionally happy than I've ever been in my life, and actually proud of who I am as a woman who's, you know, funny. I think I'm fairly smart. I mean, people would, might disagree with that, but I think I'm learning a lot. I'm learning more than I ever have in my life. Uh, kind. Like, uh, there's so many other things about me other than, oh, she got nice boobs and she knows how to do it. It's what's crease. in the package that matters. Thank you. Not what's on the outside. And it, but it took me so long to, like, accept that. And I'm still accepting it, like kudos to you mm. so we're gonna get stuff on the scale and we're gonna do something that a lot of women are scared to do which is admit what the number is oh that's the old scale the and, new scale's over there and please no one see this as like don't compare yourself to us don't fucking got the point is is that no matter what size you are no matter no matter what weight you are we're all we all seem to be insecure about the weight, the number. And me and you are going to outwardly say it and not... Outwardly say it and share that we're gonna share feeling it. of what it feels like to get on and see a weight. Yep. Because a lot it. goes through your brain. A lot goes through your brain and my scale has been broken. So I have actually not seen this number like... Since probably before Christmas. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> All right. Who's going first? These mics pick up everything. So we're good to just oh, are we? do it. Here, I can go first because I, I have an idea. I weighed myself this week. Okay. 175.6. All right. Which is, as I said, on the high end for me. Okay. Okay. That's exactly what I thought it would be. 140.8. So we know our numbers now. The look on your face. Were you nervous before yeah, it came up? I was nervous. But I somehow knew. See, I'm normally 130. Okay. So I gained 10 pounds. You knew that exactly. Yeah. I'm very in tune, and that's the thing. Whew, I just thought it was more than that. <laughs> but ooh, there's my reaction. I was I was nervous and I did it. Um do you know what's interesting though? And like like, the, like, this is just us being brutally honest here. Like, I'm surprised by your number, because I, I would not think, looking at you, that you weighed that much. Like, really? O- honestly, like, I'm just being fucking no. honest. Like, and that's the thing about it, but that's why bodies are so fucked. Because, <laughs> like, you see someone and you're like, ooh, we could probably share clothes. 
And then it's... Oh, you'd be surprised. We probably could share We probably clothes. could. I mean, your skirts it's... would be, like, very slutty on me. <laughs> <laughs> but we probably could share some clothes. Yep. But, like, honestly, like, I think some people might look at me and think that I'm probably way less than that. So, 140, bitches. 140. And honestly, like... I think I'm okay with the 175 now. When I stepped on the scale, I probably weigh myself every five, six months. Ooh, just yeah. to, like, kind of, like, know myself. Because, you know, like, yeah. clothes fitting are one thing. But I just like to know because sometimes I like to eat a lot of cake. Or I like to, you know, <laughs> it's that, like, keeping a reality check on my size. And when I first saw the 175 at the gym, I was mortified and I was like, okay, I really need to, like, be more careful, like, a little less cake, Roberta, like, you know. Yeah. Just don't be rewarding yourself with food, because I like healthy food. I think it tastes good. But just, like, that balance. Yeah. Not depriving yourself and giving yourself well treats, but, like... Yeah, but just being aware. Just almost. being aware. Yeah. So I was, and I was really beating myself up. And then I remembered that I've been doing a like at home yoga practice every day, almost every single day since the beginning of January. So it's like almost five months. That's a long time. And the changes in my strength and in what my body is able to accomplish is huge. So even though I know I've gained some weight and I can, like, feel the weight being distributed differently on my body and that's been, like, frustrating for me and annoying for me to figure out, like, silly things. Like, I do a backbend and I can feel, like, the fat on my back and I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel like me. Even though that part's annoying, some of the things that I can physically do with my body, I couldn't do five months ago. There you go. And I'm really proud of that. That's, That's something to be so, proud of, yeah. I want to hold on to those good things. Yeah, I just want to hold on to those good things and be more body positive and then oh, yeah. let the weight do what it needs to do while just being aware of my health. I don't know. That sounds so, like, no, all no. over the place, no, but... that's exactly how I think, too. I feel like it's, like, little things that you can do to just, like, make yourself feel better and make yourself feel like you're accomplishing things and doing just... Do your best. Like, don't stress yourself out over these, like, crazy eating diets. Like, I just know for me, like, those diets don't fit into my lifestyle at all. Um, And I also just know that both, and I think both, you probably agree on this, like, we both know our bodies really well. Like, I knew that that was going to be 140. And in my head, I'm like, I think I gained 10 pounds. I know where those 10 pounds came from, and I know that if I make those changes, I'll be I'll be back to 130 again. But I'm not going to stress myself out over it. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try to self-care as much as I can. But if I have a hypoglycemic attack on the bus, and I just need to shove a hot dog down my face, I'm going to just do it, because... <laughs> no, I'm picturing you like... <laughs> Hot dogs in your purse, hot dogs in your pocket. <laughs> but like the most portable of all foods, <laughs> most practical to keep for emergency snacking purposes. But like, but like exercise and moving your body, I think is like one of the key things. Because for me, like I run in the summertime, so normally that's when I'm my most fit. Yeah. So like, 
I know I can't always eat the healthiest just based on how busy I am all the time, but like I know I can walk home from work and get a fucking 40 minute walk in or like go for a jog every second day or like I, I just love to run running's like my thing so like I know that that's what I can do so like I'm going to do that and people can make suggestions but like at the end of the day you gotta do what's best for your fucking lifestyle and if you're doing it for you to feel better to feel better not about the number your own confidence like that's that's the most important part yeah and every like everyone's body is different everyone's we shouldn't concern ourselves with anyone but ourselves yes and i get it how it would be hard for our moms and our other parents and other people who love us not to say something because they care and they only want what's best for us but they need to i wish i wish my own mother had taught me that size isn't what matters yeah and that it's taking care of your body and taking care of your soul that's most important cheesy and weird as that sounds but that that is that's the important part and that balance life is about balance and when we were growing up it was one thing or the other it was either super crazy healthy as i was talking about earlier or fast food all the time right there was not an in-between and i know that was my mom's own struggles with things and that's how she coped she was an emotional eater and is an emotional eater um i am too big time but i'm really i don't know i'm still kind of glad i had that experience yeah because then it's i don't know i'm not gonna i i can't uh communicate this properly but i know her struggles have influenced me both negatively and positively and i only want to take the positive and i only want to move forward with the positive from that yeah and if i can help bring her self-confidence back Mm. and give her more comfort in her own body and own skin i'm gonna do whatever i can because yeah y'all should be oh my god we should be lifting each other up is the thing always especially as women and don't like always just offer support and offer comfort in we are in this together and everyone feels this way and you know yeah we're just like we're here for each other we and, should be why and, and don't make it other. about like oh like like you're way skinnier than me so you don't deserve to have those feelings it's like no this fucking happens to every goddamn woman i woman i know like literally like Every woman I know. And for me personally, the biggest thing for me was my relationship with men and how I found validation from men. Um, For so fucking long, my confidence was from validation from goddamn men. Like, just saying that I looked hot. Like, oh, I got that? Sweet. I must be hot. Um, And it's really fucked up. Because for so long, that's how I was doing it. Uh, and these were not people who cared about me. These were not people who knew, even knew the real me. Like, these aren't people who know the Sarah, you know, with no makeup and sweats, with a baggy shirt and a hair up in a bun. Like, that Sarah exists. It's just people don't always see that Sarah. That's that's for, you know, I would say, like, long-term boyfriends. They see it. Um, but these aren't people who know my soul at all. But they're... Like, literally giving me my worth based on my body and the fact that I give them sex. And, like, 
for so long, that's where my confidence came from. And so when I didn't get that, if I would go through lulls of not, either not having sex or not always getting that validation from guys, ooh, that was not good for me. And I did not feel good about myself. And I make jokes all the time. Ooh, I'm not getting laid. <laughs> and I've stopped making those jokes because I, I don't want to rely on that for confidence anymore. I, I don't. And you shouldn't have to. And I shouldn't have to. And that's the thing. And it, there was a fundamental shift in me when I essentially had a very casual sex experience go wrong to a point where, like, I broke bones in my body and this person couldn't care less. Um, where I was like, why am I doing this? Like, this person could care less about me or, like, my well-being at all. And I'm literally, like, having sex with them because of the attention and how... Ooh, I must be worthy because... Someone wants to have sex with me. Because someone wants to have sex with me. Been there. So much of my life was that, though, is the thing. And, like, it's so crazy to me now, looking back. Like, where I am now is so different. Like, yeah, I'm going to have some casual sex nowadays and fucking love it. But, like, I'm not relying on it for confidence anymore. It sounds like that... (sighs) Really fucked me up. That experience was way messed up it but was, it also sounds like it helped you realize 100 percent. and i talked about it on the s2 episode because it was very non-consensual and um it was a casual sex partner that i like i said we hardly knew each other really we were banging all the time and like he he was a really bad dom like really bad and literally broke my ribs and it, like, literally took having my ribs broken by somebody to be like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Seriously, like, you're having, like, these really casual relationships with men because that's what makes you feel good and that's what you think being a woman is, is getting laid all the time. And it's just like, what the fuck? And, like, just a huge shift for me. Like, I could care less with dry spells now. Like, I might... Of course, I like getting laid, but, like, I'm still going to try to feel good in myself going forward without any fucking validation from men. Like, I'm just done. It's nice. It's It's nice. It's a really nice bonus. Like, that's what I will say. (laughs) Like, that's... (laughs) But it being a bonus and not the, like... Not a necessity. Not the whole story is a huge difference. Huge difference. And, I don't know. I've been in a long-term relationship so long now that I can't... I definitely like attention from men and women, like, in general. Like, attention from people is nice. But I do want my own self-worth on my terms, not on somebody else's. Mm -hmm. And I almost have this, like, weird, messed up feeling that I don't like when people tell me how nice I look or how, like, skinny I look in an outfit because it makes me be like, you're only saying it because I look bad in this outfit. (laughs) Oh, I have that such thing. a thing though that women go to though, and I don't know why yeah. I think that, but I'm very because often the days people tell me that, oh my god, you look so skinny, are days where I feel really fat. So right. I think because of that like correlation mentally, I just always see like if you're commenting on my weight, then it then must it's be actually, noticeable. It's, and- there's something bad, and you're just like covering it with something positive. I hate that. Also, not like a healthy way to be thinking. I get, but and these, and like, we fully admit we are not perfect right now. Like, 
I think we could both we both have lots of stuff to work on. Um, but hundred percent. But it's it, it's about changing your way of thinking and like actively changing the way you think. Um, and it takes a long time to get there. And no matter how you get there, you get there. Like it might be really hard. Like what I went through was really hard. Um, because like I've been single for so long that like I, I've had six years of just living with myself like I am my my own companion and like I'm not getting constant like validation that like I look good and so like you know when I get it it's great but like for me it was honestly just changing the thinking of I'm just not gonna care what men think and you want to know what and like I hate to fucking throw this cliche in here but like the second I stopped caring was the second more men actually have been into this era so, like, there you fucking go. Um, guys now love my body. Like, it's, like, the weirdest thing. Like, I'm the heaviest I've ever been, but it's, like, the most excited guys have ever been to be with me. Like, they are just, like, They're probably yes. feeling the self-confidence. Exactly. Self-confidence and the curves. Yeah. And, like, the fact that I'm comfortable in my body um, is obviously showing through because they're more into it now. Exciting, so and it's only going to give you go. more self confidence. Exactly, but it's a bonus, not a necessity. Yes, I like that. Just bonus, self confidence, bonus, and not a necessity. Like you do not have to be getting railed all the time or getting constant like texts from guys to feel fucking beautiful. Like you really got to find that on your own. It's so cliche, but it's so fucking true. Like find something that makes you so happy that you don't need anyone for. You know. My biggest change, not sure if I want this in the episode or not, but just to tell you, is I always associated in any relationship sex with love. Yeah. If you weren't having sex, you didn't like the person. Right. And and now that I've been in a longer term relationship and now that I'm married, I've realized that no, 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 your sex life goes through like ups and downs and ins and outs and it doesn't change, at least in our case, it doesn't mean that we're any less in love or any less interested in each other. It's mm-hmm. just like sex isn't the whole part of the relationship. There isn't a yeah. direct correlation between Ooh. having sex with someone and loving them or wanting to have sex with them all the time and loving them more or loving them less. So true. But that took me a long time to realize. And there were some very dark days where I was like, we're not having sex all the time. That means he doesn't love me. <sighs> See? But like that, that also goes into my thing of like sex is like validation for us. Or, like, at least that's what's, like, engraved in us a little bit. And it's, it's just so fucked up. Um, and it, and it, it can be really hard to get there. Like, it's not, it's not always easy. It's not like we can all, like, go on, like, a eat, eat, pray, love trip to Italy or something and then come back, like, a new woman. Like, it's just, that's just not. It's like, not real life. That's not it's real not life. It's it not, not how it works at all. It's messy and... It comes in spurts of awesome, and then you'll be pulled back somewhere dark, and then something awesome will happen, or you'll feel really confident again. And yeah. It's a journey, and it has many different ways to go, and, <sighs> and it stops and starts. And, and it's not all or nothing. Like, no. I'm very confident right now, but I fucking have really bad days sometimes, and I'm still struggling with a lot of insecurities. Like, I'm still feeling like I'm ugh. and like I'm gonna say this and I know I'm gonna hear so many people who know me just groan 
but I personally hate photos of me. And like, hear me out when I say this, I'm a selfie queen. Like most of the pictures of me on the internet are selfies for a couple of reasons. One, I'm always the person taking the photos of my friends. Okay. So they're not taking pictures of me because <laughs> I'm the photographer. Ditto. So if I want pictures of me, I got to take them myself. But I am still struggling with a disconnect between looking in the mirror and like being in my room and feeling hot and then seeing myself in pictures. I'm struggling with that because I still am not a huge fan of how I photograph. Um, and it's not a big deal. It doesn't really matter in the long run. But I guess what I'm just saying is, is like, that's an insecurity for me. Um, and so, like, that's why I take selfies, because I have more control over it. You can control what the end product is. Big time. And it's like, I feel like sometimes I don't know what I actually look like to other people. Mm. I know... You said that earlier, Photos. Yeah. Like, I know relatively what I look like in photos, but I know from photos that... People like you look very different in photos than you do in real life. Not necessarily yeah, like, I do. good or bad. Everyone does. Yeah. Nobody, very rarely do you see a photo and it's like, oh yeah, this is totally what that person looks like all the time. Right. Like you can capture a moment or a feeling or a pose in a photo, but it's not like you're capturing that person's essence. No. My photographer friends are going to like kill me. You, you can. You can. You can. You really can. A good photographer can. Yeah. And you probably should like do a photo shoot with a photographer. Oh my God. I was literally just going to say, I, I, there's a photographer I have in mind um, that I really want to do like new cover art for the podcast. And she's also a model. Um, mm. So I actually met with her for coffee and I was like, listen, like I want a sexy ass like cover photo, like. I want this, 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 this is what I want to look like. And, and then I was, I was really straight up with her and like, here we go again, going back into the insecurities, but I was just like, I hate side angles of me and I hate like anything that looks like a double chin or like making my, and she's like, don't worry. Like I will know how to like move your body in a way. And it's not editing. Like this is where it comes into play. Like it is not editing at all. She's not photoshopping out my double chin or like anything like that. But she's saying like I know how to actually like have you pose in a way that's flattering. Ooh, and I'm like that's flattering for what your idea is, and that's what she said. She's like I have this conversation with every person I photograph, and they always say what their insecurities are, and I just say like we will make sure that like you're posed in a way that those insecurities aren't there. Which is crazy that you can just pose the body yep. and change... A photograph. A photograph. And you have to hope and believe that when people are looking at you day to day, they're <laughs> focusing on the whole person and not just like this one weird angle where you have like 16 <laughs> chins and like yeah. your stomach's hanging out. Because that's the thing, that's yeah. That's not who you are. That's just how your body looks at that angle. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes there's um, just really unflattering pictures. Looking at my wedding photos there was a lot of them where I was like oh I hate how fat my arms look oh I hate how big I look in this and in that and then I had just had to like be like stop it look at how happy you look Aww. in the photos and you look so happy in yours and but and I yeah. hated myself I hated yeah. myself because that was the first thing when I got them back where I was like fuck I look fat and because I felt confident at the time and I felt good that day. Yeah. And it's not all the photos. And again, it's just that internal, like, 
I'd rather not admit that that's how I felt when I saw them. But because you feel cause again, it's going back to the cycle of guilt, right? It's that cycle of guilt, and now I'm like, well, I know I shouldn't care about this, so I'm <laughs> even more beating myself up even harder. But we did some photos with just me in my underwear wearing a jacket. Oh my god! And there's a couple photos where like you can see my cellulite. You can see like my some like rashy patchy skin but i still look fucking hot yeah and i look back at some of those and those are the ones where i'm like your favorite she definitely did some editing but like (laughs) it's still it's me and it's very much me and i look at it and i'm like yeah i'm sure a little bit's like the angle and how i'm holding my legs and like all that bullshit but there's also like this is me and i look hot this is such a good confidence boost (sighs) And that's the thing about, like, boudoir photos and stuff like that. I'm just like, I totally understand why why women do it as almost like a rite of passage in a way. Like, like I'm going to fucking get naked in front of this camera and I'm going to be sexy. Like, and I really want to do it. Like, I really think I, I should do it. It's nerve-wracking as hell for me. Again, because it goes back to one of my main securities about the pictures. But it's also weird because the selfie thing has a bad reputation because people are like selfies are you're narcissistic if you take selfies i'm just like bitch no one else taking pictures of we're, me Who we're also all narcissistic as humans we've been oh my raised God. to be that way so to be much. concerned about our appearance and what we look like and how we're presenting and how we're dre- like you're gonna get mad at people for <laughs> taking pictures of themselves like, really though we can't oh and like this goes back to like the whole Instagram person. Not every girl has a photographer boyfriend who can follow them around and take pictures of them looking out onto a cliff and like <laughs> like all these pictures like there's a lot of people who have that and very jealous of that, but like that's not all people. And so sometimes you just got to take selfies. But for me like it's weird because I look back at the last year, like, since starting the podcast and, like, discovering this new thing. I'm like, I've taken the least number of pictures of myself this year. Really? Like, this hmm. past year. Because I'm so fucking busy with stuff. And I'm doing you have so other many people going things. on. Everything's going on. And it's, it's not a bad thing at all. It's actually really cool, I think. Because, like, I'm not, I'm not concerned about it. And you also probably changed as a person in this past year. And like, oh my god! Maybe it's like looking for less validation. Validation, yeah. I was just gonna say it's like validation from other people, big time. Because now my soul is out there. Because I have this podcast where like you could hop on any given episode and hear literally a chunk of my soul. Um, and that to me is more important right now than taking fire selfies. And love, trust me, I love a fire selfie. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just I'm 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 doing I'm doing other things. And you will continue to change like yeah. what you're doing now could get bigger and better. It could change in a different way and yeah, you just you just will. Oh my god, kind of cool. And also too it's like like my my idea of an ideal like relationship or dating situation has totally changed because I'm just like it's less about 
getting laid all the time and like having a boyfriend who like wants to come out in public with me. It's it's more about like I want to find someone who fucking connects to me and wants to fucking talk to me rather than just bang me and wants to have a goddamn conversation. You know what I mean? Like having sex is totally great, t- but so oh, is fantastic. all of the other stuff too. But like it's so much more important to me now because it's just like that to me is more important than the outwards appearance. La di da. Ah, ah, this was <laughs> I'm like sweating, <laughs> sweating bullets. Well, it's big stuff to talk about. It's hard stuff to admit. Like I don't want people to know that. Like I'm okay with people like knowing that I think these things about myself. I mean, I I tr- always try to be like, no, I'm confident and I'm happy and I'm secure. I'm okay. It's easier to admit my own faults. Yeah, it's hard to admit that. Like I look at other people and think about how they look yeah and i like it's not perfect it's not and i now i don't want people to be like oh every bitch is judging me and everyone it's like i don't think that you're judging i think you're noticing things noticing yeah and And, it's and it's also too like when you see women and you're just like and you don't necessarily say they look bad but you'll you'll just be like maybe that's not flattering on them like maybe that choice of outfit doesn't flatter them and it's you're not and i guess you kind of are saying they look bad but do you know what i mean like it it goes back to and i think thinking it and having it like pass through your brain is different than treating them differently because of it exactly i just wish i didn't notice those things i do too i wish i just didn't notice them and i almost kind of relate when i notice them like if i ever see uh i ever see a girl like Walking downtown, kind of drunk, in heels, and like a tight dress that she's like falling out of, and you can tell she's sucking it in. And you can, t- oh my god, am I? I love how this is when I start to tear up, and like you can just tell that she wants to get home and take that dress off and just like <laughs> be herself and be comfortable. It makes me want to cry because I was that girl, and like, girl, just fucking wear a size larger like you're gonna feel so much or wear something a little looser like you're gonna feel so much better and you'll actually look hotter when you're feeling more comfortable you don't have to wear a hockey jersey or something you know what i mean like you don't have to go pajamas to the bar you don't have to go that far but like it just really hurts me because you just know that like they're they're sucking it in or like they're clearly busting out of that dress, and it's like they're doing that because they feel they have to fit into that, and they they don't, they don't. And Matt, props to the women who are larger and wear something tight fitting and are just owning it the whole time oh, yeah. and are confident in their own skin, are like yeah. rocking it and want to do that. And if you are comfortable in that, holy fuck, do it! Like seriously, it. There's nothing hotter than a woman with, like, unbridled confidence. Like, it's my favorite. It's my it's my favorite, and it's ah oh, man. I I just feel like I just you got to do what's what's good for you. Like, what does what makes you? When do you feel you're most confident in terms of either like a clothing situation or in what state of mind do you feel the most like let's let, let's say the word sexy, sexy the most the most sexy yeah. You're like, I feel sexy all the time. I don't, like, I, 
it's so hard. We're like, I don't know. Making you think. You are. You're really making me think. When I'm feeling wearing something that I'm comfortable in, and that I I feel like I look good, so it's often like bright colors or sparkles. Yeah, usually some cleavage. And I feel most confident when I am dancing and oh. not caring what anyone else is thinking. I love that. Does not happen super often. But that is my favorite when I'm not thinking and just dancing and looking like a fool. And because you're a huge music person, so that makes you love music. That makes you so happy. So being in that zone, like just being in that zone, and like I like having something that like twirls, like something with ruffles or a skirt, something that like moves moves when I move. Oh, I love that. I love. I love having that. I love that too. Do you know what? I feel most confident totally naked and that i know that that seems weird i know that that seems weird but like hear me out i feel like clothes can cling to things that (laughs) that you don't Mm -hmm. like so much but when you're naked you don't have any of that so like it's this weird thing of like i'll be naked and i'll be like damn girl and then i'll put like jeans on i'll be like Can I just stay naked? <laughs> I was looking so good until I covered it up. Like, that's why I'm just like, I'm, I I love fashion and stuff like that. But like, I'm such a makeup gal because it just, there's nothing just restricting. I kind of, I yeah. totally see that. You're just, this is like all of you yeah. there. Where as soon as like you put stuff on top of it or you like. It narrows in on things that I don't necessarily want to narrow in on. Um, But I also fucking love some lingerie. That's just me. Like, if I put a a good fitting pair of underwear, yeah, that like fits you properly and just like accentuates your bum. Actually, the underwear was the first thing I realized that I gained weight because when the underwear started not fitting, I had to go to La Senza and get a size up in underwear. But I got some cute underwear, and that's what matters. Mm -hmm. Cute underwear that fits and isn't giving you a wedgie all day or Mm -hmm. like cutting into you uncomfortably. Uh, for my 30th birthday, I went and threw out all of the underwear that, like, didn't fit, had holes in it, oh, so were, like, all gross, <laughs> and then I, like, got all nice new fitting underwear. Not all of them fit right now. But that's okay. <laughs> but that's that okay. is okay. That's okay. That's the whole point of this podcast. Guys, we, like, weighed ourselves on here, and, like, we are admitting this is fucking us, and we're dealing with it, and we're learning to love it regardless. It's going to be a work in progress. It's such a work in progress. I'm fully aware that this is something I'm going to have to work on for the rest of my life. And I'm hoping it's, like, less and less all the time. That, like, it's less of something I think about, less of something I worry about, less of, like, I I hope I can free up that time and energy for bigger and better and more badass things than worrying about how I look. Uh, But it's going to be slow. It's not going to happen overnight. Oh, my God. It's not going to happen overnight. Find things that make you happy. Do what makes you feel beautiful. Like, there's this... I'm going to try to find it and read it. Because there's this Dita Von Teese quote that, like, I still go back to. I might not be able to find the exact quote, but it's something along the lines of, don't let anyone dictate what makes you feel beautiful. And that's a key thing. So if you are someone who wants to cake on a face of drag makeup, you do that. If you want to put on a really tight dress and go out... You do, like, literally, like, whatever makes you feel beautiful, you do what you gotta do, 
And don't let anyone make you feel bad for that. I cannot fucking stress that enough. Don't get these things into your head of like, well, guys like girls that are that don't wear makeup, so I really shouldn't wear makeup. No. If you fucking feel sexy with a winged eyeliner, do it. <laughs> like, it, it, I, I cannot... Like, that quote, and I don't have the exact quote, but, like, there's a quote by her, and it's literally, like, my rule with life, because I just, I just feel like we get, we get too caught up in the, this is how it should be. This is what I'm supposed to act. Yeah. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. No. This is how I'm supposed to look. And if I don't look this way, I'm not worth it. And it's, ugh. Do you find yourself, do you get really intimidated by other women? Not as much anymore. I think it's a growing up, getting older sort of thing. Same. Every once in a while, I'll meet someone who, like, just seems to have, like, really great job, uh, looks really good, really self-confident, really friendly, really nice, and I'll be like, oh, fuck, like, that person's not going to want to be my friend. Like, Aww. I can't be, I can't be cool enough. Like, I'm not enough of a person. But very few and far between. That's I, good. Because people are just people. And I think I've... I've learned that a lot in the last 10 years as humans are humans. Humans are humans. Um, and no matter how they look on the outside, they all have their own shit going on inside. And the things that you might think are the coolest and most confident about them might be the things they're most self-conscious about. So yeah, no, I don't get, yeah, I don't get intimidated by other, by other women. It's so weird because I feel like I still kind of, I still kind of do, but it's for different reasons. Like, it used to be, she's so hot. Oh, my God. Like, I'm so not on her level. Like, she's gorgeous. She's perfect. But now it's like, I'll look at, like, really smart women or really funny women. And I'm like, oh, damn. Like, I want to be as smart and funny as you. Like, it's it's just, like, a different thing. It's It's more about personality and, like, intelligence. And, like, I get intimidated by that and not so much the looks anymore. Which it's I think fair because you realize that like there's a lot more to life. You're confident in your own looks. Hmm. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with the energy. Jealous energy is actually the literally the worst, and I've had a lot of issues with it in the past of like being jealous of even female friends of mine, and um, I'm done doing that. I'm just done. Yeah, I. It's not happening anymore. I'm such a nerd. I love seeing my friends succeed. I love, How dare you? <laughs> but I like, in a way, like, I'll start talking about people and be like, oh, this person's in this country doing this. This person's doing that. They've started their own business. They're doing, have yeah. this success. They've had these many kids. They've done, like, I just get so excited about other people's successes. I see it completely separate from mine. Yeah. And this is one thing both of my parents did that was super positive in my life where like, yeah, there's these like negative things about body image and weight and that sort of stuff. But the positive thing that they brought is that all you need to be a successful person is to be um, kind and to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. As long as you can be taking care of yourself and you're kind to people, you are a success. And so I've felt like a success my whole, not my whole, not my whole, not my whole life, but they haven't had wild and crazy aspirations for me. I I don't want it to seem like I'm settling because I don't feel like I'm settling at all, but I think I have a very realistic um, 
take on life and what I want to be doing in it. Yeah. And it, I have goals for myself. I'm still always setting and working towards, but I feel very confident in my own life and my own life choices that it's allowed me to be supportive of other people instead of jealous. Instead of, and, and trying to take them down or try to find, Ugh. find things wrong with them. So it makes you feel like it's just, it's such a healthier mindset. Like we should be inspiring each other, not knocking each other down. Oh, there's no need to. And it's <sighs> like, it's no. going to hurt yourself more than it's going to hurt the other person. Oh my shit. Yes. And, 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 and. And, and there's so much, I think there's so much character that comes from people who have have these struggles in a way. It, it makes you so much stronger and more interesting to talk to, to be honest. I, I, I hate saying this, but like sometimes you'll meet people who are like just like honestly stunningly beautiful and you're just like, where is the personality? Like, where is the, you know what I mean? Like, where is the thing? And... I think that women who have worked through these issues are just generally more interesting to me. And I've learned so much more through it. So it's true. I, and and I think some of those women who are classically stunningly beautiful go through a whole different set oh, of challenges. Oh, yeah. And it's you know, just because it's not something we might be able to relate to. Or mm-hmm. we haven't encountered those. I, I, it, it's a whole different. We assume game. because they look perfect that they are perfect, and that ain't the case. Mm-hmm. No one is perfect, not a one, and they probably have their whole own set of insecurities and issues and stuff going on there, like that we don't even know about. So why are we comparing? There's let's, no need. Let's fucking stop comparing. That's really like a good way to end the show. Although it's it, it's so hard to wrap up such like a big oh and, and, like, there's <laughs> big, eighteen million tangents you can go even, on I didn't even get into like skin issues which is like a whole other thing um for me anyway like oh man there's so much more I mean you'll you'll be back right you're gonna come back on oh yeah you're gonna come back uh, on you talked about the leg hair I got made fun of for my arm hair I had that too. Yeah, that, mom, that came with my my leg hair. <laughs> my mom, my mom used to let me get it waxed. Oh, really? <laughs> it's actually much like thinner now than it than it than it used. Oh, to yeah, be. you can hardly see it. Hardly yeah. see it now. I'm also blonde. It helps. Yeah, oh, I'm, so, I'm jealous. I try not to brag. I try not to brag, but it, really <laughs> doesn't, it makes life easy. Oh man, this was this was cathartic as fuck for me. I I want to I want to say thank you so much, coming on. This, that, like it was like I said, it was a doozy of an episode, and I think it's it's so hard. Like even when you write down all your thoughts, it's so hard to like get them out there. Um, and I'm sure that this is going to be an ongoing series. I feel like we so. only like scratched scrape the surface. Only, like, only scratch the surface, and it's it's tough. I feel like this is my own like little mini therapy session. And oh my god, I appreciate it. and just even like admitting yeah. the things that's huge to be able to admit these things and say them out loud because. I say them Huge. in my head all the time and to be able to share it. Yeah. And perhaps in a very like public forum. Uh-huh. Because is... there's probably people listening who agree and are, are feeling the same way. And that's that's what it's all about um, is, is, is connecting with people even across a mic. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it, it feels really good. So I, I do want to say thank you for being brave enough to come on and do this and step on the fucking scale. As well, 
we're so brave, right? I'm saying that kind of sarcastically because really, it's a goddamn number, people. <sighs> let's, it's a goddamn number. Let's not fucking care anymore. But real to see how it ha- does affect us and to see how getting on a scale and facing that, it's ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. And even you feeling so confident and having an idea of where you were and being comfortable with it, to see your face when you were stepping on. You Did you tell- see? I was like, nervous. Yeah. <laughs> and that's real to share. So thank you. Thank you. Woo. We're going to wrap it up. Uh, Rebecca. You do the honors and ring that bell. I don't know why I'm saying that.